Good morning, good morning, 7 o'clock, well really 7.06, on a Sunday morning can only mean the Mike and Media Plan Foundation Hour, I'm your host, Reverend Mitchell L.E. Kenna Johnson. And I'm your co-host, Adia Hayden. Miss Hayden, you know, I've been ranting and raving like a sick man about these challenges with Israel's occupation of Palestine and the genocide being committed against the Palestinians. And now I got some news of a country who has decided to put humanitarian rights, who has decided to put humans over capital. Yep. Now you have the country of Brazil and the Brazilian president, Luiz Ignacio Lula da Silva, on your side. Um, You sit on my side. (laughs) <laughs> well, on, on the correct side, really, um, calling out the genocide that is occurring in Israel. And um, during the G20 summit, he compared what's going on to the Holocaust. You know, interestingly enough, Brazil severed, severed all diplomatic relations with Israel, including expelling Israel's ambassador and recalling its ambassador to Tel Aviv. And you're not wrong. And you know, I've been posting this online. But the Israelis generally, you see all kinds of videos of young Israeli, middle-aged youth throughout the whole pantheon of the Israeli citizenship. Not all, not all, I'll say that first, not all, but what you see, they, they continue to identify the Palestinians as, as dogs, as savages, as something other than human. And as you well know, when you identify a people group in a, a descriptive term that is non-human, you give leeway to treating them in an inhumane way. Yeah, it's a part of the propaganda, which is another weapon of war and genocide. So not only is it the physical harm that's happening to thousands, hundreds of thousands of Palestinians, um, but it's also the rhetoric that gets put out by that occupying country. And, you know, some of the rhetoric that's put out by our own country as well um, on the matter, because that's, you know... It, Claiming there's some sort of nuance or that a country that has the power and strength to do this versus a group not of equal power, weight, strength, cutting off their, you know, resources to water, Internet, lights. Somehow there's they're at fault or there's something that those that smaller group is playing to warrant um, that sort of behavior. Here's here's the irony. Like victim blaming. Well, that's that's an accurate term as well. Here's the irony. Um, You've got Netanyahu in the Israeli Defense Force telling Palestinians, go south because we're going to bomb your homes indiscriminately. Go south because we're going to bomb your hospitals. Go south. We're going to bomb your schools. That is the very same language the Germans use against the Jewish populations. And in fact, they didn't just say go south. They said, we'll give you a ride. Yeah, and then once you're there, it's not like they're leaving you alone. No. We know that Israel's now invaded Rafa and like the areas that's supposed to be safe or oh, okay, go south and you know, we won't touch you. Now they're touching you there too. And then even friends of mine here in Chicagoland tell me about October the seventh. But they want to talk about October seventh. And mind you, all of those Hamas participants, all of the combatants grew up in a country that was occupied where they had to if, if you go one mile, it takes four hours. Why is that, Rev? Because you've got Five checkpoints. Literally, in their own country, there are roads that Palestinians cannot drive on. Literally, you have Israeli settlers literally telling families, get out of your house. We're going to take this house. And there is no remedy. They don't have a Larry Rogers Jr. Did I just say that? I did, didn't I? Yeah. Well, he is an attorney. And he is our guest for today. He is a commissioner for the Cook County Board of Review, and he is a bringer of been. world peace. You know what? <laughs> That's exactly what he is. Uh-huh. Uh, I think Larry's in queue. Uh, counselor, commissioner, are you with us? I am with you, Rev. How are you? Man, I'm super fantastic and grateful. Um, I'm going to lean on your 25 years advocating for victims and helping people, not only in your practice, um, but in your public service as well. I'm getting ahead of myself. Welcome to the show. 
Thank you for having me. <laughs> Welcome back to the program. It's definitely not his first time. Oh, come on. <laughs> Those are facts, as a young folk would say. My good brother, what is going on in the world of... Let's, let's start first, if you don't mind, with uh, Power Rogers. What's going on? Uh, well, our firm, as you know, uh, has been ranked the top from 12 of the last 13 years. And we handle... Uh, we, we represent everyday people who have been wronged through negligence, pipe liability, um, in any form or fashion where they've been wronged, uh, we take on their cause and take the matters to court for them. And uh, it's going very well, as I've indicated. Uh, I love what I do as a lawyer. Uh, I love fighting for people. It's my passion. And um, uh, I've been blessed. What, what, what more can I say? Well, I mean, the irony is, and I firmly believe this, I verily believe that I am blessed to be blessed. And I'm, I'm going to argue that you are a co-laborer in that space because you are absolutely blessed. But there, you know, um, I got to say this. I have not heard anyone in my community with anything other than uh, good words, encouraging words, life-giving words when they talk about you, your firm. Um, and I'm still going to stick with just your legal work because there are countless families um, that you have helped everything. In fact, you are doing medical malpractice, and you're right, product liability, personal injury. Uh, there, there ought to be a big old billboard with you wearing the Hulk sign and your suit halfway torn up when you consider the families you've, you've helped. You, you know, I always say that if insurance companies and defendants who cause harm or fair with people, I'd have to find another profession. Uh, but that's just not the case. Um, uh, it, when, when Sandra Bland's family came to us, uh, interested in finding out what happened to their, their sister, their daughter down in, in Texas, uh, we took on that cause, investigated, and found, found out what happened and explained it to the family. Uh, that brings great value. When Betty Jones was killed on the west side by a Chicago police officer uh, the day after Christmas night, actually, uh, we investigated what happened and, and we established uh, some answers for that family. So I really enjoy doing that work. I think people uh, really entrust us and we take it seriously and, and we, we take on the fight for them. Well, ironically, for you remind me of um, R. Eugene Pincham without the bombastic microphone. <laughs> he was a mentor of mine, an amazing <laughs> mentor. And, uh, man, what I learned from that man it, it will, will last me my career and throughout my lifetime, both on, the, both on the professional and the personal side. Well, and I say that because you do take on causes that others might not, and you walk out the other side of the door with uh, victory for families. The music in the background tells me it's time to take a pause for the cause. This is the My Community Plan Foundation Hour, and we will be right back with Commissioner of the Cook County Board of Review, great friend of ours, Attorney Larry Rogers, Jr. He's here. We'll be back after this station break. It all starts with one meal, one cup of fresh water, one generous person. Sakat Foundation of America puts humanity above all else, working to help as many people as possible with food security, emergency relief, education, and much more. From Chicago to Bridgeview, California to New York, Cambodia to Colombia, Sakat Foundation of America has been on the ground for nearly 20 years to provide immediate and sustainable aid so people in need can become self-reliant. Visit Zakat.org for more information. That's Z-A-K-A-T dot org. Hi, my name is Dr. Nicole Williams with the Cook County Physicians Association. Did you know that Medicaid is covered for an entire year after you've had your baby? The year after you've had your child can be almost as dangerous as pregnancy itself. Make sure to see your health care provider and get the care you need and deserve. Are you a homeowner or a senior, disabled or a veteran? 
You may be eligible to save money on your property taxes right now. Hi, I'm Fritz Kage, your Cook County Assessor. Applying for property tax savings is easy and free at cookcountyassessor.com. Review your eligibility, receive in-person assistance, or apply right now for property tax savings at cookcountyassessor.com. That's cookcountyassessor.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Mike Community Plan Foundation Hour. With us on the line is Commissioner Larry Rogers, Jr. Welcome back to the program. Thank you again for having me. Yes. So, as a member of the Cook County Board of Review, can you tell our listening and viewing audience a little bit about that office, um, what it does, why should we pay attention to it? Sure. The Cook County Board of Review is an agency that consists of three commissioners, um, one from the African-American community, one from the majority white community in a district, and one from the majority Latino community. Is that a city and ordinance? We, how do, how no, do no, we that, put that? <laughs> if, hey, we got to have well, a that's, black guy. That's, that's county. That's county. That is county. Well, actually, the, the Voting Rights Act uh, ensures that each community in a different, in a particular geographic area is represented. So our districts are drawn with uh, majority minority districts, um, and so that, that's that's important, I think, because when you talk about a county as large as Cook that has a uh, large black population, you want to make sure the black community is represented in that agency. And that's actually the position I sit in. I was selected and then elected and have been elected for five terms by our community. And I take it, I take great pride in that. And it's important to me to serve our community and make sure I'm addressing our, our needs. Uh, so what we do is when you think your property has been over assessed by over assessor Fritz K, I like to call him, um, over <laughs> you can appeal to our agency. And we look at evidence of value. We don't assess your property. We look at things like appraisal and comparable properties. And and we have the authority to reduce the assessed values, uh, thereby reducing your property taxes. And that's very important. People uh, need to keep money they're entitled to keep in their pockets and pay no more than their fair share of property taxes. It's almost sounding like you're a sort of public defender, if you will, or just an attorney for the people where folks may just accept um, their property tax assessment at face value. Uh, they can take it up with you and have the opportunity to fight back a little bit and offer their contributions. That's right. Um, you know, no one plays a role really in the assessed value set by uh, over assessor Fritz Kagi. Uh, no, 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 wait Friend a minute. I know. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I, I got to. Uh, right, let's let's open up that just a little bit because one of the things that uh, assessor Fritz Kagi, who is on our program with some regularity, talks. In fact, um, whenever there is a deadline with respect to um, tax appeals, mm-hmm. tax yeah appeals, and a plethora of other. Tools. Um, he comes on and talks to um, homeowners, to elderly, to veterans. veterans, to disabled people, and help me understand the need for both entities. When in the tax assessor's office, there are tools. If you're aware of them, maybe that's the key. If you're aware of these tools, that can reduce your tax burden. Well, it's kind of like I told you with regard to my profession as a lawyer. Um, if people treated people fairly. Um, then I would have to find another profession as a lawyer. It's kind of similar. If the assessor got the numbers right, you wouldn't need to appeal. Um, but consistently, we've seen errors. We've seen mistakes. We've seen admissions of errors that have caused people to lose their homes, caused businesses to go out of business. And so we are there to try and co- to correct those wrongs where people file and bring it to our attention. Now, I, I pose this very same uh, series of questions to the assessor. Because mm-hmm. you talked about on our programs, every year we, we somehow find a way to um, get on your calendar, which we know is insane. And you talk about the ability to appeal um, not not just taxes in the current year, but even going back. 
well, you actually can only file for a given year, but where there are errors, you can go back as much as three years. Um, and, and, and usually that means the county refunding you money that you paid in prior years. It's very important that your listeners understand you got to pay those taxes. Even if you think they're wrong in the assessment, you have to pay those taxes. And as you go through the process, if you're successful after the Board of Review, um, then you can get a refund. But our goal is to reevaluate based upon evidence of value your property's assessment so that you don't have to overpay and you pay based upon the actual value of your property. We can only do that, though, if someone appeals. And we, we've seen every year we see hundreds of thousands yes. of appeals every year. Uh, and again, if the assessor got it right, we probably wouldn't be there. Well, well let me say this. I, I used to wonder if you really had a job, um, and I'll tell you why. Because you would regularly have these uh, community sessions um, throughout the county where you were spending time in front of the county residents themselves and business owners talking about um, what the Board of Review is for, more importantly, how we can help uh, these very set, same set individuals and c- companies reduce their tax burden. Indeed, uh, I want to say once you talked about a home or wherein that the, the value of the home was diminished because some construction was going on or there was some, sure. even with FEMA and the the floods that we talked about on this program, Adir, um, those um, events would cause your tax liability to be reduced if you went ahead and contacted this office. Yeah, so we, you know, people encounter different things that are unique for a given year. And where they affect your value of your property, we try to give them the benefit of the doubt and reduce their assessed value for that given year. Sometimes it's, you know, the, the county reass- the assessor reassesses, I'm sorry, the over-assessor reassesses the property once every three years. But sometimes during that that time period, there are unique circumstances that occur, like the flooding that you mentioned. And if the flooding has affected your value such that you can't occupy the property, we can give you some vacancy relief to relieve you of the tax burden for that given year. You know, that's one thing we did not talk about. We really gave an awful lot of folk information, Adia, about FEMA extending the deadline to apply for funds. We had the, uh, the Cook County... Um, emergency management team here in studio, and we've, we've been talking about that over the last two cycles. Yeah, and it's, you know, you don't know what you don't know, and I think one of that is, or part of that is the larger purpose of this program, which is to kind of shed a light on local government and the resources that are there, because it's really easy to let things happen to you and just, you know, let your property tax bill be high, let, you know, your basement be flooded out, and just think, you know, uh, there's no remedy, there's no relief. Oh, you know, the city, the county doesn't care about me. Um, but there are these <laughs> these opportunities, and it's important for, you know, us to give that message and then also for offices to communicate with each other so that, you know, we us having the Office of Emergency Management on, they are not only aware of what they're offering, but they, you know, have some kind of knowledge and awareness of what other solutions are out there in the county for residents. Absolutely, absolutely. And just to touch upon sort of current events, I mentioned that the office uniquely is designed to be an independent check on the assessor's office, meaning that if you think the assessor has over-assessed your property and you go back to him, you know, Fritz Kagi almost universally denies those appeals. With some small fraction may get uh, some correction, but he generally thinks he's right, um, as most people do, and he denies the appeal. So our I never was- think I'm right. Except on days that end in Y. <laughs> that's right. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Commissioner. <laughs> Did you say that's right? <laughs> Straight talk. Wrong program. But our office was designed to be an independent office, meaning we have no vested interest in maintaining the assessor's office. Our vested interest is in making sure the value is right based upon evidence of value, and that's sales evidence, that's appraisals, so we can give you the reductions that you're entitled to. And what's interesting about that is this election cycle, if you want to talk about that. We do. We absolutely want to talk about this election cycle. And before we do it, let me say this. Um, A couple years ago, Cook County clerk Karen Yarbrough uh, came on and talked about 
democracy is not a spectator sport. And then we had the uh, Crimson Pack, um, started by some brothers from uh, your fraternity, um, specifically to raise funds that that full campaigning for office would have the resources to get their messaging out, particularly when those messages aligned with our community. Because as you know, one of the things we do not do enough, first of all, thank God for uh, shout out to... Black women, <laughs> not just black women. The engineer is about to give you a hand clap of applause for that one. Not just black women, but for young people yes. who continue to outpace the, the percentage of voters in other demographics. Thank God for those two groups of people. But one thing we are not doing is funding candidates whose missions, whose vision for their office aligns with our communities. Now you can go, Commissioner. That's a very, very good point. And I mentioned earlier that the Board of Review has three uh, commissioners, one elected from the majority white community, one with the majority Latino community, and one with the majority African-American community. And I've been blessed and fortunate to have been um, elected by the black community to serve the black community uh, for now five terms. And this cycle is an interesting cycle because while I've been uh, embraced by faith leaders uh, during my uh, election cycles and supported by the likes of Reverend Jackson, um, um, Congressman Robin Kelly, uh, Kwame Raul, people who have known the work that I do, Fritz Kagey has decided he wants a different black person to serve the black community. And he has invested, uh, check this out, $450,000 plus dollars to try and pick. Kegi wants to pick who serves the black community. He doesn't like me, so he wants to pick someone else. And he should stick to his community, I think, personally. So, um, and I will tell you this about Fritz Kegi. Two years ago, in December of 21, he actually made a statement that the Cook County Assessor should not weigh in either with endorsement or funding for anybody running for a Board of Review Commissioner seat because it's a conflict of interest because we review his work. And lo and behold, he's speaking out the other side of his body, and he is funding <laughs> and endorsing somebody for the black community that's different than the black community has chosen. So that's who you're dealing with it with your friend of the show. Well, now, hold on now. Hold on, hold on. We are absolutely dealing with all kinds of folk who are friends of the show. And uh, I, I will say this. Um, you're not wrong when you talk about the trusted voices in our community that are supporting your efforts and have supported your efforts only because you've done the one thing, and I hear the music in the background, but you've produced receipts. And on this program, it's all about the receipts. If you don't have the receipts, you'll keep your seat and not get another seat. But let's come back to that because music in the background is telling me it's time to take a pause for the cause. Can you hang out for another couple of minutes? Absolutely. This is the Mike Amino Plan Foundation Hour. Cook County Board of Review Commissioner Larry Rogers Jr. is on the line. The conversation is about to get a little spicy. You want to come back after this station break. It all starts with one meal, one cup of fresh water, one generous person. Sakat Foundation of America puts humanity above all else, working to help as many people as possible with food security, emergency relief, education, and much more. From Chicago to Bridgeview, California to New York, Cambodia to Colombia, Sakat Foundation of America has been on the ground for nearly 20 years to provide immediate and sustainable aid so people in need can become self-reliant. Visit Zakat.org for more information. That's Z-A-K-A-T dot org. Hi, my name is Dr. Nicole Williams with the Cook County Physicians Association. Did you know that Medicaid is covered for an entire year after you've had your baby? The year after you've had your child can be almost as dangerous as pregnancy itself. 
Make sure to see your health care provider and get the care you need and deserve. Hello, this is Karen Carruthers, my Community Plan Foundation Nutritionist, coming to you today on this awesome Sunday with your generational health tip. I'd like to talk to you about the benefits of eating oatmeal. Oatmeal is naturally and nutritionally rich. It has more protein than most grains, and it also has numerous vitamins and minerals. It contains antioxidants and soluble fiber, and that soluble fiber aids in promoting regular emptying of the bowel and prevents constipation. Also, there's so many different varieties and different ways that you can make oatmeal. Oatmeal cookies, you can cook your oatmeal for breakfast in the morning, you can sprinkle a few oats in your morning smoothie, and also make sure you're getting in plenty of water and exercise as well as rest on a daily basis. This is Karen Carruthers, my Community Plan Foundation Nutritionist. Thank you. Are you a homeowner or a senior, disabled or a veteran? You may be eligible to save money on your property taxes right now. Hi, I'm Fritz Kage, your Cook County Assessor. Applying for property tax savings is easy and free at cookcountyassessor.com. Review your eligibility, receive in-person assistance, or apply right now for property tax savings at cookcountyassessor.com. That's cookcountyassessor.com. Welcome back to the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. We've got Cook County Board of Review Commissioner Larry Rogers Jr. seeking a sixth term on the Board of Review and community advocate from his office of Larry Rogers and Power. Rogers and Power. Or is it Power and Rogers? We'll take it that way, too. Well, you know, it's a powerful office. That's all I know. And his name is Larry Rogers Jr. And you know he gets the job done. Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Here's the ground rules. We can talk about whatever we're going to talk about, um, but we cannot offer pejorative descriptors of anyone if you do not mind, kind sir. Um, thank you kindly. Thank you kindly. That's nice. But you know what? Let's talk. Let's talk to facts. Let's get to the facts. Here is a fact. Here is a fact. Um, you know the conversation about. Um, how elected officials, particularly in offices like yours and Assessor K, um, there are always conversations about um, who he chooses to go after, who he chooses to, um, or, or how uh, certain properties are taxed and what, what the calculations are and whether there is a continuum across the board. I, I would, you know, we're going to have next week a conversation with um, a Palestinian American, um, and we, we, we're still looking for a, a Jewish um, person to join us. Um, and we're going to have that conversation. I wish that we could get the two of you on the show at the same time. Crickets. No. <laughs> Counselor? Oh, I, 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 if I'm available, I'm happy to, to go on the show. Yeah. I don't know that. Well, but I'm happy to. But you know what? I'll mean, I, I tell you what. When we had uh, current mayor Brandon Johnson, and if you recall, the number one vote getter in the primary, Paul Vallis, um, both of them showed up at the DuSable Museum of uh, Black History and Education. And as you're, you're not surprised to know that Mayor Johnson immediately said, uh, Rev, I'm there. Give me the time and place and I'll make it happen. And so then I called Paul Vallis, who's also a friend of mine. And Paul said, hey, Rev, I'm I'm there. And I, I would dare say the tenure of that campaign was flushed out when the two people who individually, you know, had interesting comments and conversations about one, one and the other. But when they're in the same room, um, and, and Adir, you, you were part of that interview paneling team. What are your mm-hmm. thoughts on that? They, they both came and hashed it out, and I, I thought it was helpful for the community. Yeah, I think what's interesting here is Commissioner Rogers is not, his opponent is not um, assessor. There you go. That's exactly right. Follow the money. 
Yeah, hold on, go ahead. I, you know, we we uh, uh, did hate it tonight. Live radio. You know, let me give you yeah. a good example of. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. You go ahead. That's why we got you go on. Ahead. Folk need to hear your voice. In 2023, if you look at Oak Park, I mean, and I'm just going to talk about why we exist. In 2023, Fritz Kagey's house, which was valued at, I believe, is about $1.17 million. I mean, he's a millionaire, wealthy guy. Uh, he got a reduction on his assessed value, interestingly. Um, and 99% of his neighbors within a five-block radius got increases. Something's wrong with that. Me at the Board of Review, I have never, ever appealed my property values because I've never wanted it any question about the value that I pay. Even though I know my property's been over-assessed, I've never appealed it. But the assessor, interestingly, lowered his own value while raising all of his neighbors. And these are not facts that I'm just investigating and reporting. This is reported in um, in the, in the uh, newspapers. So... Our office is there, so people like Fritz Kagey's neighbors got increases while he got decreases in his value, have the opportunity to appeal and have their values uh, determined based upon evidence of value. You know, um, first I'm going to say that um, I don't believe everything I read (laughs) in the newspapers, but I am mindful that there are some glaring errors um, in the assessor's office um, there's a family that was owed a refund of almost three hundred thousand dollars in you overpaid taxes. Yes, of course. Yeah, and they lost their business, and the error that was made by the assessor's office that entitled them to a reimbursement of three hundred thousand dollars is an error the assessor later admitted. So that's correct. You know, that's correct. Those are problems that exist, and, and just so you know what we do, because this there's this ludicrous suggestion that the commissioners at the Board of Review assess property. We don't assess property. So when you appeal to us, uh, you may submit an appraisal, for example. And in that appraisal, you're pointing to other properties assessed by the assessor that show lower values than what he's selling your property. And that's the type of evidence we consider. So in an odd and interesting sort of way, they're pointing to other values set by the assessor that give them reductions, yet he he will blame others for those errors. And how so, how do those errors occur? Because I I highly doubt that um, Assessor Kagi is going through every single solitary home or piece of real estate in the county of Cook and is deciding personally, like, okay, this is what I want to do here. This is what I want to do there. So is point. it like a technology so, thing, or how are these errors occurring? So so. You're right. The assessor does not look at every property. Most of us have never seen a representative from the assessor's office count our bedrooms and count our square footage. Uh, and that's there's a reason for that. Most of our properties stay the same for decades. So the assessor reassesses based upon market data every three years. Or if you pulled a permit to do an addition to your home, that can trigger a reassessment during the three-year period. So they do what's called a macro assessment process. They look at the different types of property in the area. You know, this area has bungalows, here are two flats, here are three flats, and they set macro assessments of value. Okay, so you're going to have some inherent errors there. And our office has meant uh, when those errors occur for you to file and say, hey, this was an error made by their office. Can you correct it? The problem here is the assessor instituted a broad-based new computer program, and he got rid of the legacy data and information. So it's kind of like buying a new computer and throwing out your old computer before you make sure the new one works. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, you get rid of a lot of data, valuable data, um, and that's what's happened. He's instituted a new program. It has it, it, It's a great program. But it takes time to implement it properly. You have to get all of the data inputted. You have to, well, you have new characteristics that you're going to factor in. You have to get that data. So it takes time. And unfortunately, he got rid of the legacy data. And now we're seeing more errors than we've ever seen. For 10, for 10 years, the tax bills were out on time. And then when the KG administration came into office and instituted this new program, 
the tax bills were late because they, because errors popped up and they got rid of the legacy data. And we we certainly can't have that. Uh, <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thanks. Um, we certainly can't have that, but you know, there's still a little bit of I don't know if grace is the right word because we can't have tax bills be late. Um, but as we do implement new systems, there are the bumps that happen, um, and so where is the line for okay? Some a little bit of bumps can happen as we are updating to the latest and greatest technology, but then. Certain things are just, it's unacceptable for other things to happen. Sure. So the example that the rev just mentioned about the home that that uh, I'm sorry the the, the the taxpayer that was owed three hundred thousand yeah, from their business. Mm-hmm. They lost their business. Um, it, it's really a tragedy. Um, it was reported by the press, um, and, and I'll, I'll even touch upon that a bit and why it's even a greater tragedy. But that that was related to a characteristic in the property. So as an example, you can classify land as farmland or some commercial use for land. And the assessor admittedly mischaracterized that property, which led to a, a much higher tax bill than was possible. Um, when he's corrected the error, though, that money was already paid by right. the taxpayer. So they need a refund. And some of the entities that owe them that money are small school districts and they don't have the money. They don't have reserves to pay money that was owed from a year or two ago. So wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. When the taxpayer paid the $300,000, it was distributed to the school systems that benefit from that tax. That's right. The money, once the tax bill is due, as I said earlier, you have to pay those taxes. The taxpayer paid the money. The taxpayer then challenged it through the court system. They were vindicated. The assessor admitted the error, and now they're owed the money. But they're owed it by some small small school districts, for instance, that didn't have the money to pay it all back. So what do they do? They negotiate. So a school district may owe them $100,000 up to three hundred. And they negotiate and say, well, can we give you 60? Because we just don't mm. have it. That taxpayer, that taxpayer. Takes a loss. Will like, yeah, they'll take a loss, which is why it's vitally important that the assessor get it right the first time. Again, if he got it right the first time, I probably wouldn't need to be elected. Well, here's, my, here's, here's a related question then. Um, I, I, I seem to see this scenario wherein we have the tax assessor's office versus the board of review. Here's why. So we we have the Chicago Bears moving out of Chicago and the land that they want to construct their stadium on comes in at one figure. But then when it comes time to tax it, they they decide that the value of that land somehow has reduced. And so now they're going to tax it at a smaller figure. So we have the assessor's office, and then we have the board of review um, seemingly clashing over the same piece of property. That's a question I'm going to ask you to respond to after we have the music in the background reminding us it's time to take a pause for the cause. This is the My Community Plan Foundation Hour. We've got Cook County Board of Review Commissioner Larry Rogers Jr. That's attorney Larry Rogers Jr. here in queue once we return. Come on back now. It all starts with one meal, one cup of fresh water, one generous person. Sakat Foundation of America puts humanity above all else, working to help as many people as possible with food security, emergency relief, education, and much more. From Chicago to Bridgeview, California to New York, Cambodia to Colombia, Sakat Foundation of America has been on the ground for nearly 20 years to provide immediate and sustainable aid so people in need can become self-reliant. Visit Zakat.org for more information. That's Z-A-K-A-T dot org. Hi, my name is Dr. Nicole Williams with the Cook County Physicians Association. 
Did you know that Medicaid is covered for an entire year after you've had your baby? The year after you've had your child can be almost as dangerous as pregnancy itself. Make sure to see your health care provider and get the care you need and deserve. Are you a homeowner or a senior, disabled or a veteran? You may be eligible to save money on your property taxes right now. Hi, I'm Fritz Kage, your Cook County Assessor. Applying for property tax savings is easy and free at cookcountyassessor.com. Review your eligibility, receive in-person assistance, or apply right now for property tax savings at cookcountyassessor.com. That's cookcountyassessor.com. Welcome back to the My Community Plan Foundation. I'm bringing the energy. It's the action section. Welcome back. We're here to take up action. Um, election day is coming up. We will remind our listening and viewing audiences of that date. But before we get to that, we have with us on the phone member uh, commissioner from the Cook County Board of Review, Commissioner Larry Rogers, Jr. Welcome back to the program. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so we bring up the election cycle. We've talked a little bit about, you know, your opponents, um, you know, how your opponents. We, we did not talk about the opponent at all. <laughs> well, no, we talked about pe- who's we funding about the who's opponent. Funding. We talked about who's funding her. Mm-hmm. We well, talked about the money, the money, the so, money. So, well, so, you're, well, so you're, not on, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Let's talk about it's all about the money. Rogers, though. Ain't a Beavers Bill good damn thing funny. That's right. So let me let me tell you something else about this race and why it's so important. When is the race as um, well? The, the election is March 19th. Early voting starts March 4th. Although, although early voting has started now in the super sites. Right. But in general public, March 4th uh, in the communities, you'll be able to participate in early voting. And, and I'd encourage everybody to get out there and vote. Your vote matters. People have died to that vote. Um, but. What's important about our office, this race in particular and the Board of Review is that, again, there are three commissioners. And in order to get a property tax reduction, meaning a reduction in the assessed value set by Fritz Kage, uh, you need the vote of two commissioners. We have one commissioner who used to work for Fritz Kage that already is elected a commissioner there. And guess what he's trying to do now? Get a second vote. And mm. guess what? If he gets that second vote. That's two out of he, three. That's two out of three. And guess what he wants? Do you think he wants the board of review to give people reductions of his assessed values or maintain his assessed values? So wait a minute. That is um, an interesting perspective that I don't recall anyone talking about. That's right. It's it's what the money man is doing. He has spent upwards of $450,000 in my election cycle against me because he wants a commissioner that will do what he wants and deny those appeals and keep his assessed values where they are. It is the antithesis of why the office was created. The office was created so taxpayers have an independent agency that they can go to to say, hey, the assessor got this wrong. And Fritz Kage has said in public that he should not endorse or contribute to the campaigns of people running for commissioner because we review his work. But he's doing the exact opposite in this cycle. He has handpicked a candidate to run against me, and he has funded that candidate to the tune of uh, approximately $450,000. And then he's lying on me. He's lying on on, uh, my record. I've been a lawyer for almost 30 years. My father was a lawyer before me. Based on my father's example, we have eight lawyers that have come out of my family. And my young, my, my oldest daughter now is a freshman, first-year law student at Georgetown Law School. I love what I do fighting for people. I, my ethics, my honor, my integrity mean the world to me. So for this man to not only attack me, but attack the black community's choice of a representative, and then to fund it thinking he, Fritz Kagan, can pick who serves the black community is an abomination to what our black ancestors have fought for. It's an 
abomination for the to the to um, the way in which the districts have been drawn. Blacks are entitled to a district where they choose their leader, not Rich Kagan. And so, he's insulting us all with what he's doing in this race. Well, I'm going to have to um, give him a call and ask him specifically about this hundred thousand dollar super PAC. Um, to stop tax corruption, Cook County Independent Expenditure Committee. I'm not, I'm not sure what what that's all about. Um, but it's about lies. It's yeah. about lies. Um, it's about lies. Here, here, here's why I say well, that. Well, the, the Chicago Tribune. Now, I, I want to just you you mentioned the newspapers. I don't always agree with what they say, but what the it Tribune says correct. is. The fund seems to run parallel in Kagi's efforts to oust incumbent Board of Review Commissioner Larry Rogers Jr. in the March nineteenth Democratic primary. Kagi and his campaign fund have donated more than twenty eight thousand dollars cash in kind campaign help to Lorcia Tucker, a real estate broker in Rich Township, running against Rogers. So here's the question. If he has gone on record saying he will not support or in any way endorse candidates for the Board of Review because of their innate work in reviewing the work of the assessor, then, you know, um, we, we, we have some questions to ask. What do you think of that? And, and, and you know what? You're absolutely right. But again, the bigger issue that is a threat to everyday people is that he's trying to get a second vote. He wants, and he doesn't want an independently elected commissioner. He wants a commissioner of his choice to side with the commissioner that used to work for him, so that the appeals of his overassessments will be denied. And it's a tragedy. People will have no venue to go to for that independent evaluation of their assessed values because you're going to have. Uh, I mean, what what do you expect this young lady to do if she's elected and he's Put four hundred plus thousand dollars into her effort. She's so, a real estate agent. So here, here, here's, here, here's a question, dude. How do we how do we get into this mess? How do we get to a place where um, the board of review, at least according to Mr. Kagi, um, operates in silence behind closed doors? Now, let, let, let me just say this. Let me say this. I opened up the show with not understanding your job as an attorney. I'm not sure how you get these victories because I've seen you around the community regular, regularly around Cook County and in a, a plethora. Did I say plethora? Quite a few community forums. So help me understand what, what, what he's talking about. Well, yes, we go around doing our community outreach place, community outreach programs to take the Board of Review Services to the community on the south side, the west side, southern Cook County, western Cook County, places where people have been hit the hardest. And um, their homes and their ability to stay in their homes are most threatened. Uh, we have created avenues to appeal from your cell phone to make it as easy as possible. Uh, when the county has sought revenue and thought about charging people to appeal, I resisted that because you should not have to pay to appeal to correct an error in your assessment, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but again, the bigger issue that the, your, your, your readers, I'm sorry, your listeners need to be aware of is that this race will Possibly, if Kagi is successful, remove the independence of the agency. It will re- it will prevent people. It, looks like it will it will uh, eliminate the independent agency meant to review his work, where they can get relief. And I'll tell you, we see sixty to seventy percent of the people who file identifying some error get relief. We don't grant every appeal, but where we see evidence of an error in value, we give them the relief that they need to lower their taxes. So if that independence of our office is gone, you're going to see a very different board of review result. You're going to see assessor values that are maintained and people not getting the relief they're entitled to. And that's why Fritz Kagi has put $450,000 plus in this effort. That's why he's lying on me. Because he wants to... Well, let me, let me let me say this. Um, there's there's conversation about your um, contributors to your campaign, and 
you, you know, I, I while I, I, I you know, I'm kind of t- hesitant to talk too much about them because at, the, at the end of the day, every elected official receives contributions for their campaigns without exception. And the mere supporting of a candidate does not in and of itself ipso facto mean that there are some shenanigans going on. We know the assessor has folk who contribute to his campaign. Indeed, some I contribute to all of my folk, even if it's only 25 cents. I'm glad you said it. I'm going to send you a contribution link. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we do. You've commented on this in other forums, Commissioner. So we wanted to give you the opportunity to comment here as well um, to the reports that, you know, your campaign has accepted around one hundred and thirty five thousand dollars of contributions from folks linked to the uh, professionals that work in the property tax assessment area. Um, right. So if you have any comments on those claims. Absolutely. So I abide by all contribution limits, okay? So the maximum contribution you can receive from a lawyer or appraiser that works in the industry is $1,500 per year, $1,500 per year. So a property tax lawyer or an appraiser who contributes $1,500 a year may have one appeal, may have five appeals, may have 10 appeals. I don't independently decide any of the appeals. I allow my job, as I see it, is to is to hire qualified and capable analysts, and I trust them, and I never change their results because I don't. I trust the work that they do. I know I have qualified lawyers and and the real estate professionals, and I trust the work that they do. I don't allow them to participate in fundraising activities. Um, and I don't allow them to contribute to my campaign. So, so that lawyer or that appraiser may have one, two, five. Unlike appeals. other offices, every, every appeal, wait, every appeal involves a value set by the assessor. How can I have a conflict with a lawyer giving me fifteen hundred dollars when he can give four hundred fifty thousand dollars to a candidate? where his name is on every appeal. Well, I, I think um, that raises questions that I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you're here on the program that we can get some of these really important conversations out to the listening and viewing audience. Remember this, the tax review acts as a buffer to the assessor's office, and they are who you go to to have your taxes reviewed. And if you're owed some money, they'll help you get that money. Commissioner... Larry Rogers Jr. Man, I wish we could have got to that earlier. Remember, y'all, uh, democracy is not a spectator sport. Got to get involved. Got to have you on the program, man. Looking forward to having you on again before the uh, election season is over. This is the Mike Community Plan Foundation Hour. We'll see you next week. Have a super fantastic and grateful week.